Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. On the mic with my brother, Shren, and our cousin, Kile. For tonight's episode, we're hanging with a very special guest. Prestigious writer for the Fantasy Footballers, Fake Pigskin, and the Fantasy Whisperers, at Stepmom Lauren, Lauren Carpenter herself. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thanks for being here. We're very happy that you've, uh, you know, taken some time out of your day to, to chat with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is super exciting. I cannot wait to talk with the fantasy fam. I mean, come on. It's great. Now, I'm part of the fam. Yeah. I'm your stepmom. You are. Stepmom <laughs> Lauren here. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> extended fam. There you go. Oh, that's amazing. Can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, and that amazing Twitter name of yours? Oh, Stepmom Lauren. Well, I'm a Scorpio. I like long walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I am those things, and I do like long walks on the beach. But no, I am married with my amazing husband who has two children. And uh, when we got married, they decided to move in with us. And they were 15 and 11 years old, so I became an instant mom of two kids, stepmom of two kids, if you will. And uh, that was my Twitter handle for a long time. And so I've been doing fantasy football for so long. I've been tweeting experts like Adam Rank and the fantasy footballers. And it kind of just grew into this brand name that is Stepmom Lauren, which has no relevance to fantasy football whatsoever, but somehow just stuck. So everyone can thank Adam Rank for that because I was going to change my Twitter handle to something a little bit more fantasy football related, but you can't really incorporate stepmom and fantasy into a Twitter handle without it being really bad Google search results. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stick with stepmom Lauren and just leave it. Well, it's already infamous, it sounds like, and you've separated yourself, right? So yeah, I, so I don't have an FF or an FFL or whatever attached to it. I'm just I'm just the stepmom. I know best. All moms know best, right? Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> so he says now. Yeah, mm-hmm. women know best. Girls That's know right. best. Thank you. Thank you. I'm married as well, so of course I know. Happy, happy wife, happy life. That's how it goes. Exactly. Is what they is what they say. It's not that complicated, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get into fantasy football? I got into. I've been watching football since I was a kid. I've got two older brothers who are sports fanatics. Played sports. I played sports. But I recently got into fantasy football. I want to say about five years ago, because one of our really good friends was talking about fantasy football. I'm like, tell me about this interesting game. I need to know more. So he was looking at it. And by default, I was curious. I'm like, well, so I started doing research and helping him do his like starts and sits for weeks game. He's like, why don't we just start our own league? Again, this is about five years ago. And I'm like, that's great. So I ended up winning the first time. I got second place the next year. And I was like, this game is a lot of fun. I'm going to get invested in this. And it, it was, it's a ton of fun. I love sports anyway. So it was not a hard transition to go from talking about sports to then getting paid to talk to people about sports, which as a woman, we all love to be right, right? We all love to like, hey, we know about this way more than y'all do. So it, it, it was just such a natural progression from watching football to playing fantasy football to really diving into research, which is what I love to do, which is why I'm, I'm loving being a writer right now. It's so much fun. So is doing doing the research is what led you into to writing? Because obviously fantasy involves yeah. a lot of like watching. Yeah, so my, my background, yeah, my background in writing, I actually have a Bachelor of Journalism from the University of Missouri. So I've been a writer for a long time. Uh, in becoming that writer 
was the progression of looking at statistics and raw data and then realizing that I can formulate an argument and I can't remember them off the top of my head. So I just started writing them down so that I could prove to people that I knew what I was talking about. And then that led into article writing. And I ended up, I've got a couple friends who are in, um, you know, publishing bigpigskin.com is a great one, the fantasy whispers. And they're like, hey, can we put this stuff on our website? I was like, oh, it's good. Yeah, sure. Why not? And it kind of like, it's like I said, very organically led to weekly, monthly submissions that I did. And I ended up getting picked up by the fantasy footballers as a writer. So it, it's great. It's very exciting. I feel like a detective. Because I get to dive into raw numbers that kind of make your eyes cross for a second. But then this world of trends and things that you can pick out that nobody else may see. And you can be like, look, see, I did it. Another reason why fantasy football is great is because there's like zero accountability. Because if I'm right, I'm like, see, I told you I was right. And if you're wrong, it's like, well, it's fantasy football. So there you go. You just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's educated guessing. Yeah. Get over just it, you know? Move on, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's guessing at the end of the day. <laughs> it's human beings playing a game, right? We don't it's know true. The There's always a human on. element. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that, too, because I was going to actually ask you if you kept statistics on all the research you've done and, you know, the predictions that you make. So I have not. Um, I'm scared to do that. But I'm going to do it this year, actually. It's funny you bring that up because I'm going to be doing a, a weekly – a YouTube video series. Hopefully now that I've said it, I'm going to have to do it. Um, and it's going to be how, how well I've done, you know, how many starts and sits I got right or what I got wrong and things like that. Just because it's always, it's good to hold yourself accountable, even though it is fantasy football. So it's good. Usually I just like it because I can say, Hey, look, I was right. I don't like it so much when I, when I don't hit it's, that's not so fun, but you know, everyone forgives me at the end of the day. I don't know why. <laughs> no. <laughs> If you sprinkle in a positive attitude, then yeah, all, you all know, forgiven. smile and they're like, whatever, yeah. you know, hey, whatever. hope you had a great day today. You know, hopefully that'll help. <laughs> I lost, I lost on Sunday, but it was a great article. I felt yeah. fantastic. Oh it. yeah, thanks. <laughs> the thing is too that obviously being a, a data junkie that you are, as as all we all are, um, there's ways to massage the numbers to present them in a way that you know you can you know show a little bit of more more positives in this area oh yeah yeah you can be like okay so he didn't score a touchdown but he had you know 10 receptions for 55 yards i mean he got something done where in reality that's like oh that's it man i started him over julian edelman or something thanks a lot yeah i totally get it i'm also into advertising so i have a bachelor of journalism a major in advertising and statistics was one of my favorite classes and advertisers use stats very interesting ways when they're trying to sell you on a product and kind of the same idea. You can use stats in an interesting way. I try to be as transparent as possible. So I don't try to like, you know, fudge numbers or inflate or exaggerate when I don't need to, because if you're doing that, don't start the player. I mean, that's usually what it is. I'm not trying to sell anyone on a product, but they can be used in some interesting ways for sure. That's fantastic. I, I completely agree. And I took some uh, marketing classes and advertising in college. Then and you were, know, you know what's they, up. They were definitely the most fun, but it was the most interesting was that how much data there really was used in, in marketing, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, Nine out of 10 dentists recommend this. Guess yeah. what? Only 10 <laughs> dentists were actually. And who are these dentists? Like, who yeah, are these are dentists? <laughs> <laughs> where are these dentists? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. Um, so now to the big question before we transition into a couple, uh, a fun game that we'd like to play with our, with our guests. Uh -oh. um, Should I so be scared? Tell us, uh, I'm out. It's, it's pretty, uh, totally. pretty tame, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Professional sports teams. Oh. Who do you, who do you support? 
I am a St. Louis girl through and through. Like I said, born and raised in St. Louis. I went to the University of Missouri, alma mater, the Missouri Tigers. I love their football team. They make me cry a lot. St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Blues, especially right now. Go Blues. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're not going to yeah. talk about Sunday. We're not going to talk about it. I'm pretending it didn't exist. But yeah, those are those are my big my big three that I really follow. And there's another team that I used to follow a lot, but they divorced me and went back to their second wife after yeah. they realized that they got a boob job and got really rich and skinny. And so they left me. So we don't talk about that team either. That team sounds terrible. No, you can, you can kind of figure team. it out if you know sports. Yeah, <laughs> if you know if you know sports, you know who I'm talking about. Because yeah, a lot of people get tripped up on that second wife thing. Because no, it's the second wife. First wife was Cleveland. So just saying, we don't talk about that team though. I'm just kidding. I talk about them in fantasy, but I don't follow them now. My new professional football team is the New Orleans Saints because there's a lot of St. Louis New Orleans connections in history. So I love the French Quarter and our flag is the fleur de lis. So hey, you know what? If I need an NFL team, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Plus they're good. Who doesn't like Drew Brees? Come on. True. It's an easy team to root for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't like Drew Brees? And Nolens is a fun place to go. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. That place calls to me like like a like a ghost in my dreams. I'm always like, we need to go back to the French Quarter. My husband's like, we just got back a month ago. I'm like, I want to go back. <laughs> sad. Very sad. No, I had a great time down there. It was uh, for a bachelor party years ago, but it was. Oh, geez. You remember that? More days than it should have been. God, honestly. in New Orleans on a bachelor party, I would have like no recollection if I were a dude at a bachelor party in New Orleans. I'd be like, what did we do? Do we have evidence of this? I hope not. <laughs> I have a picture of getting on the plane. Oh, took, perfect. In case someone needed to find me. And then when I got home and I took a picture of Just have find my iPhone on in case you get That's lost true. or stolen and you'll be good. You know, that you, yeah. It means he would have to keep his phone on him. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Airplane mode to conserve the battery, of course. <laughs> exactly. You have to remember to plug it in. <laughs> all right, that was fantastic. Appreciate you, uh, you know, being transparent and very open and sharing all that information. Awesome. Here's a couple quick hitters. So, you know, no need to really um, mull it over too long. It's Got uh, it. just very quick. Just some of your, so one or the other, right? That's all we're looking okay. for here. All right, I'm ready. All right, ready? I'm ready. Peanut butter, chunky or creamy? Creamy. Ooh, me too. I was fast. Like thick yeah. snotty mucus, if it's chunky, that's weird. That means there's something foreign in my peanut butter. I don't like it, creamy. Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, peanuts are in it. <laughs> Make yeah. it up. It? They're not. It's not meant to be chunky. It means do your job and finish making my peanut butter creamy. Why are um, there chunks in this? You're lazy. I like the chunky. <laughs> unfinished peanut butter, it should be called. It is. Now. It is unfinished peanut butter, and that is not acceptable in my standards of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, totally unacceptable. Continue. Next question. standards. Summer or fall? Fall. Ooh. Fall. Me yeah. too. Start of the sports season, summer's way too, way too hot in Florida. It's disgusting. So give me fall because they're sports. Cheers. Ooh, this, maybe this is a tough one. Hockey or football? Oh, how that's rude. Ooh. Right now, at least, right? I mean, that's a tough yes, one. Yes, yes, Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say football. But that sounds like a close one. Yeah, okay. So this is, it's a little difficult. I am going to say football. I love football. I am entirely invested in football. I could never do fantasy hockey because my entire roster would be all Blues players. So I cannot do fantasy hockey, but I can do fantasy football. So fantasy football for me is not only the fun of watching football, it's also the fun of playing fantasy. And I also like college football as well. So I'm looping in college, my Missouri Tigers in with the football. That was my choice. But hockey is my second favorite baby that I get very emotional about, as in like breaking things and throwing things and 
getting way too drunk for my own good because I'm mad. That's what hockey does to me. Conviction. That's all you Conviction. need. Conviction. I mean, I can't help myself. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger or hot dog? <gasps> Cheeseburger. All right. This is another uh, another food one. Uh, apparently, apparently, I like food because well, I, I like I, food too. I mean, it's it sustains life, so I'm I'm all in. Yeah, it's required, but I go out of my way for it. You know. <laughs> exactly. Plain, real, as I, as I like to call it, and I know my brother's on the same page. New York style pizza, like a slice of pizza that you can fold, or deep dish pizza. Deep dish. Oh no! Oh, Give so, me the bread, so all of the carbohydrate. I like both. And meeting. <laughs> not <laughs> sorry, guys. In fact, I just pizza. I just had a slice of deep dish pizza today. But normally, I do like the foldable New York style. I've got a couple of my friends that own a different pizzerias around here, and they do the New York style. It's absolutely fantastic. But when I really want a piece of pizza, I want that deep dish. Give me the carbs. If I'm gonna just completely crash my diet. I want to crash it as hard as possible with a lot of cheese, a lot of sausage, and a lot of dough, and I'm going to feel really good about it. Just have a lasagna then. A lasagna is a second favorite. I like everything (laughs) pasta and bread. I'm like the worst carb diet person ever, but yet I still try and fail miserably. But yeah, I like deep dish. I like I like it all. The deep dish is is my go-to. Do you use a fork and a knife when you you eat the pizza? I don't know. Who does that? (laughs) Deep dish is winning for our guests. Do you have knife and fork when you eat chicken wings? Come on, no. What kind of what kind of meeting is this? No, those aren't those aren't related though. Those are mutually exclusive. Okay, whatever. <laughs> In Chicago, they gave us a fork and a knife with the with their authentic deep dish. Well, you know that's Chicago. There's a reason why St. Louis and Chicago don't get along. Fair enough. Maybe I'd like <laughs> St. Louis deep dish pizza then. Okay, we'll, we'll have yeah, to give it a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're known for ribs. We're good. I have an extended family uh, pizza night. We'll just get all kinds of pizza. I'm game. I'm we'll game. I should send you some of my clients' best pizza ever. They're amazing. Now I'm hungry talking about pizza. Yeah, me too. Fantasy fam, what are you doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> a podcast about food. Nice. So. That's what I, I was going to kind of get in that direction. I like it. I'll, I'll keep talking. Um, morning person or night person? Oh, night. Mornings, no bueno. Yeah. Oh, they're bad. Mm-mm. It's ugly. Not a pretty sight. Night person, night owl, always have been, always will be. Like, don't even talk to me in the morning. Like, after 10.30, you're good. Before then, nope. Stay away. I'm evil and angry. I'm glad I put these questions in this order then because my next question is coffee or tea? And then does that help you wake up in the morning? I know. Uh, Actually, I don't drink either. Yeah. I don't drink either because if I had caffeine, I might, like, move so fast I would time travel like that yeah, squirrel does from the nut job, that cartoon movie, the nut job. I probably would time travel if I had caffeine. It's not good. I stay away from that. Plus I'd shake and I'd look like an addict or something. It'd be bad. So I stay away from caffeine. <laughs> the ice age guy also. Maybe yeah. Like, so, yeah. Like that. I, I could literally move forward in time. It, if I had caffeine, like a monster energy drink, no way. You, I, I'd be gone. I'd be like, Oh, hi, 2025. What's going on? <laughs> I drink probably too much caffeine my wife on occasion will have decaf like she doesn't drink any caffeine yeah. crazy so i completely relate to i know it. some people think that's absurd like yeah, they I, they, it's absolutely absurd but i mean if you saw me on caffeine you'd be like whoa calm down like i can't oh my god i can't i can't that's how bad it is lauren focus you have a deadline oh no dang it this is your fault continue next question i'm ready the last most important question no judgments of course dog or cat Dog. Yes. Dog. I like both. I had cats growing up. I have two small little Pomeranians right now who are just the cutest little things ever. But 
Cats, I love them because they've got some crazy personalities to them. Dogs are just your BFFs forever, whereas a cat will, like, flip you the middle finger, and then two minutes later, it's like, guilty there at all, but they're... Yeah, cheers. We all we all have dogs. We grew up with dogs. Yay! Dogs, so. I love all animals, too. Yeah. Us as well. That's all, like, I look at on the internet, really. It's like, animals doing cool stuff. So I, I'm, I am, I'm approved for continuing this podcast. I'm, I'm allowed to stay. Yes, dog was the right Besides answer. Besides my deep dish yes. take. Dog, yeah, the deep dish one is now out the window. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? We, we can move forward here? We can, yeah, yes, we can fine. continue. Dog was the right answer, so yes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Bonus. No, that's great. Again, thank you. Um, so we're going to jump into our topic of the day today, which is storylines and camp battles as we inch closer to the start of the NFL season. So no better place to start than with the defending Super Bowl champs in the north. The lobster eaten, white chowder with their potatoes in it from New England, the Tom Brady Patriots. And I will be absolutely furious if they win another Super Bowl this year. Well, well there's, there's always a chance. So I really hope no. <laughs> they, they better not, honestly, but I, I could see it as well. Blues um, going up against the Bruins. Like, I am anti-New England right I now. Hate, Sorry, all those you New England fans. I can't help myself. I literally was going to make New England clam chowder for dinner, homemade from scratch. And as I'm writing it on the grocery list, I'm like, oh, no, New England, Boston, I can't make it. No. I have to wait until after the Stanley Cup finals. Manhattan clam chowder you can make. Uh, I just, but still, that's in that area. I don't, it's also not that good. No, I, don't, I don't like it. In fact, again, it's not good. I need, like, heavy cream and lots of butter. But yeah, so what about the New England always win crazy genius Bill Belichickian offense again? Clearly, this was placed um, from a strategic perspective at the mm. top of the list, so we can so we can get it out of the way as quickly as possible. I appreciate that. Right, we chose to talk about it, so we'll you know we'll place it right at the beginning of the episode. So Gronkowski retires, mm-hmm. obviously. Julian Edelman is Tom Brady's favorite target, but after that, they made some moves, drafted a couple new weapons. So who do you see, Lauren? is the next guy behind Edelman in regards to fantasy production? Uh, no one. There's like 3,000 wide receivers on the Patriots depth chart. Like if you, I Googled this just to make sure I was on the right page. I'm like, how many do they have right now? I, it, but I will be spicy. I will be spicy because Demarius Thomas is shouting out at me as this sleeper Hi, remember, I'm really old and decrepit, even though I had really bad quarterbacks for the last couple of years. And Bill Belichick is like, look at our shiny new toys, like Nikhil Harry and Philip Dorsett's doing so great in training camp as he like sneaks Demarius Thomas in through the back door to make sure that no one remembers that he even plays for the Patriots. And when he was under Peyton Manning, I have some numbers in here. He had 646 targets for 402 receptions and 41 touchdowns. So for five years, he was the leading receiver for the Broncos. And in fact, he is the second most leading receiver in Broncos history. That production came mostly under Peyton Manning. Well, guess what? Tom Brady is another elite quarterback. He is a talented, albeit 31-year-old wide receiver. So if Demarius Thomas is ever going to have another fantasy relevant year, it's going to be this year in this offense. I do worry because there are so many mouths to feed, but he is going, I think, in half PPR. He's going in the late 14th round. I don't know if I would take a stab at him in that place, but I bet you I could pick him up from the waiver wire if his production starts to increase just a little bit. But that is a name that is floating around in my head. Nobody else's. No one else seems to think that Demarius Thomas is going to do anything, and he may not. 
But the guy is, is a stud, and he's very talented. I think he's coming off of injury as well, so he's really in the back burner of people's minds. And you can get him for a steal or for free right off the waiver wire out of that. But other than that, who knows? New England is so hard to predict. It is just impossible, and it makes my fantasy data brain angry at it. See, I can't even speak. It just makes me so kerfuffled. I agree. I, agree. I, think, there's, I think the answer is no one. Um, you're, they're, they vacated 195 targets just between Gronk, Hogan, and Gordon. Um, exactly. So you, you list out Nikhil Harry, Philip Dorsett, Demarius, Dontrell Inman, Maurice Harris. I think any of them could potentially have number two upside on their team. Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, I think any of them could have number two upside, however. But I, I do actually like – what's really funny is I actually do like Philip Dorsett. Yeah. So That's I, another name, too, though. Yeah. I agree with you, too. I do agree with you, too. I wanted to be spicy. And go with Demarius Thompson. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> what's, he coming, what's he coming off of uh, Achilles, right? Isn't an Achilles injury? Those are so those are so nasty. I thought it was was an Achilles because yeah, yeah and Emmanuel Sanders was hurt too. I remember that, but you know, hey, <laughs> I'll be controversial. I don't care. What? That's a thing. Come at me. I'm he's only thirty. He's still only thirty-one. But like yeah. you said, he's playing with Tom Brady. That's true. He's only thirty-one. Yeah, he's yeah. only thirty-one. He's had he's had a very solid career. I, I definitely we picked him yeah. in dynasty actually. And even under, under Trevor Sinian in 2016 against the Patriots, he had seven receptions for 91 yards. So it's not like he didn't do anything under, was it Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon? Like, oh, man, the days of Manning were poorly missed by that man. But now he's got Tom Brady, so you never know. But Philip Dorsett, I'm sorry I interrupted you because I'm good at that. Fine. No, yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about Philip Dorsett for more than five seconds anyway. He's not Philip Dorsett, and done. Moving yeah, on. Next question. That's a, that's a, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're probably going to go around the same time come the season, you know. It's, yeah, they're gonna go yeah. In that it, it'll be it'll be hit or miss, you know. Yeah. Like which running back do you take? Who it's knows? Just, it's the same thing with their running back situation. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Their running back situation could be any of them after Sony, I think. But exactly. Is that a nice pivot to to our running back? Yeah. Talk about New England. Yeah, Sony Michelle or Damian Harris. In terms of fantasy production throughout the year, it's going to be Sony. In terms of the draft, it's going to be both. Because I think that Damien is going to be one of the best handcuffs that you can get in the draft because he will see some production, whether or not Sony stays healthy or not. He will see production on the field. That's just what New England does. And God forbid, barring injury, if Sony Michelle goes down, he will be that, uh, most likely will be that person who's going to be filling that Sony Michelle role. So when you draft, I would, de- if you're planning on drafting Sony Michelle, I would definitely have a strategy in place to reach for Damian to make sure you have those two handcuffs. But in terms of production throughout the season, it's going to be Sony Michelle over Damian. I agree with that. I don't know. I, I, I just still don't understand why people are like, oh my God, Damian, he's going to. But Sony Michelle actually, he, like, he was fantastic last season. It's, yeah, it's not about, I don't think it's about Damian Harris or Sony Michelle. I think it's about New England. Right. I think it's True. about the fact that nobody knows what the hell Bill Belichick is going to do at any point. Whether it's Rex, Rex, Bur- Rex Burkhead, I mean, James White. Oh, sexy Roxy. Oh. <laughs> Mike Gillisley could score four touchdowns in a game. Mike Gillisley doesn't yeah. play. Yeah, well, well, yeah, anybody can. Right. Well, who knows? He <laughs> may sign him for like a one game deal and like Jonas <laughs> yeah. Gray is going to show up and score yeah. six touchdowns James in a Devlin. game. You never know. The man is scary. They still have Devlin too, don't they? Yeah, James, I'll say James Devlin. <laughs> who don't they have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before you know it, I'm going to get a call from the Patriots. Hey, so want to be running back for a game? I know. <laughs> like, do you have pads the size of my house? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The interesting stat about Damian Harris is that he caught 22 passes in college. Um, Sonny Michelle's never been known as, as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. 
he doesn't have Winnie the Pooh clubs as hands like Amari Cooper trying to catch the football or Jordan Howard, but <laughs> haven't, they haven't utilized him yet in that regard. And this is, this is a Bill Belichick stat right here that you guys can appreciate. Guess how many times he fumbled in his entire college career. You're right. Zero. Wow. Bill loves that. Bill loves that. He's that a more all-around polished back than anyone they've had on the roster since – I don't want to say Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I think Lawrence a handcuff Brody. with Damian is essential because y- you can get production out of him without having to spend a ton of money on the draft for him, and then you're still going to have, like you were mentioning, that pass-catching uh, you know, role that you have in Sony Michelle. So you can literally utilize both of them. So you can start it off as a handcuff, possibly have two starters – Watch your defenses, see how they go against line from scrimmage and pass catching, and you've got two amazing weapons on your team from New England that can get the job done. They still have James White, too. Yes. Who's that? I don't know. There's so many of them. <laughs> Let's not forget that Sonny Michelle's nowhere to be seen or heard from because he's not practicing or reporting to the Patriots at all right now, so that's something to Oh, is keep, he like in Boca Raton finding his place of zen and peace or something? Hopefully he's not hanging out with Josh Gordon. Separate issue. Hopefully he's finding <laughs> right. his way as well, but yeah. as as they're finding it separately. Yeah. So we we shall see. But that's that's why we uh, that's why we discuss these things. This is um a little too close to the heart. Th- this situation here, and it uh I'm not gonna get too into it because don't cry. You look like you're gonna cry. I know it did. <laughs> you look like, like should I pass him some virtual like, tissues? Pause. Pause I know. Catch your breath. Something happened to your dog just now that I should be aware of. gone. He's not coming back. Odell Beckham Jr. traded to the Cleveland Browns to play with his brother from another mother, Jarvis Landry, and they have their old wide receiver coach from LSU there as well. But. There are a ton, a ton, a ton of big personalities on this team. Freddie Kitchen, first-time head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for, I believe, the second half of last season only. Had a ton of veteran leadership around Greg Williams. He's been around forever. What happens in Cleveland this year if they they lose two games in a row, if there's a couple bad plays, one guy loses his head? Who's there to corral corral Odell? And are they going to really live up to the hype? Like, who's going to perform well and be a fantasy star on this team? Oh my God, what isn't going to happen in Cleveland this year? I am so excited to see what is going to happen with this team. Um, honestly, if they win, if I'm sorry, if they lose like two games or something, it's Cleveland. I mean, are we really going to be that shocked about it? Let's just be honest here. I don't really foresee the first two. I don't actually don't, I haven't looked at their schedule, so I can't. Don't put me on paper for that one. But I think they'll be fine if, if they lose two games and, and you know, besties, Jarvis and Odell, I think they're going to be okay too. But this team is so chocked full of fantasy potential, all the way from Baker Mayfield, who's just lighting it up. And I understand that Freddie Kitchens, from only the second half of last year, but moving into this year, what is really fascinating for me that not a lot of people are really talking about was the addition of Todd Monken from Tampa Bay, who's the new offensive coordinator. Well, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait were fantasy studs, super fantasy relevant, in that Tampa Bay offense, and David Njoku is literally built almost exactly like them with the same kind of talent and athleticism. So I'm really curious to see how well David Njoku is going to be doing in this offense. I am sold on OBJ, not super-duper high. If I can, like, get him in a trade, if he sucks for, like, three games, that's awesome because I'll take you. This is a new offense. There's going to be glitches. I'm not that worried about it. 
I'm not 100% sold on Jarvis Landry. I hope he doesn't get lost in that slot position in his air raid offense, which just kind of dinks and dunks all over the field. And there's so many mouths to feed. But I love Nick Chubb. Again, the handcuff situation with Kareem Hunt. I already said how much I love David Njoku and Baker Mayfield. I've seen a ton of experts have him in their top 10 quarterbacks this year. There's, there's so much going around. It's nuts. Are you just shaking your head? Like, it's no. just, it's fascinating. It really is. <laughs> it looks, it, it's like a Madden team. It's like your perfect yeah. Madden I know. team. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But everything also, looks, look good. Go it looks good on paper. Everything looks good on paper. Let's, right. let's see how they actually do. It's like everything in fantasy that? football looks great on paper until exactly. it absolutely implodes and you completely lose your week. That's never happened to me before. I'm not speaking from experience. <sighs> and at least it's happening in Cleveland, which nothing ever bad happens there. No, um, right. Right. But yeah, I know. I mean, I've had my, my disagreements with myself about David Njoku uh, because there are so many mouths to feed. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that Antonio Callaway has a role in this offense. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I do think if they keep Duke Johnson, he has a role in this offense. So the targets start to get siphoned away from Njoku, I think, out of any of those players. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Landry will have a, a role in it. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on the OBJ thing. I, I think people are going to start trading him week four when he doesn't produce at a high level. Because yeah. in, 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 in New York, he was the guy. Before Saquon got there, he was the guy. And I just don't know if he's going to get targeted that much. He's going to be a huge possession receiver there, I think, too. But right. uh, it's just – it's a wait-and-see game for me. With right. Just one little point I will bring up is there is going to be a ton of siphoning points because of all the mouths to feed, because of the air raid offense. But I think because of Todd Monken – I think it's not necessarily going to impact David Njoku as much because Todd Monken loves to create offensive schemes around his big tight ends. And so I don't think he's going to be as lost as some people may think he is because of all these big shiny names that are there. But again, it's fantasy football. You never know. I'm like the only one on this mountain of David Njoku. So now that I've said it, it's not going to happen. So you're welcome. You're right. Thanks. (laughs) But all of our audience members now are going to have the inside scoop. So you kind of just shared it with a lot of people. That's okay. It's fine. (laughs) Accountability. There's numbers there. There are numbers there to prove it. There's data and research and numbers to prove that this could happen. Not that it will, but it could. It's a good argument. You need that in most arguments, you know, outside of fantasy football. So you know, yeah, exactly. Or you could just be a chick and be like, I'm a girl, therefore I'm right. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no comment. There's a lot of value. I'm talking to three dudes, like, hey, I'm right just because I'm me. Like, okay, whatever, lady. All right. So sticking in the AFC. There is one team that threw the ball more than anybody else this past year, and their quarterback was Ben Sloppy Roethlisberger. <laughs> is that his middle name? No, that's that's actually uh, what is that? Epic Meal Time. That's Epic Meal Time. That's awesome. Was that the YouTube videos where they used to? They make like yeah, they make burgers like a burger that's out of like a hundred beef patties. Yeah. Oh my god, I remember those. That's like 2010, I think. 2011. Yeah, they, they kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, once they got paid and like had a real fancy like chef kitchen, like <laughs> that was after I think the first Super Bowl that Ben won. They, they created changed. that burger. Yeah. They forgot who they were. <laughs> they that was, that was 2011. Yeah. Wow. Antonio Brown now in Oakland. Oh yeah. Juju is still there, however, and James Conner's still there. But Jalen Samuels kind of stepped into a bigger role last year. We saw that he's able to, you know, man the fort with with Connor being hurt. But who who else do they have? Who's going to step up and take some targets? There, this is so nebulous and interesting because everybody wants to know that it was so clear last year with Antonio Brown and Juju. That is so nice when you're playing fantasy football. Nice, clear roles. I know who to start. This is a whole nother mess. Okay, so Antonio Brown, like you said, is gone. He's in Oakland. 
Now we have Juju who's stepping up. And what is exactly going to happen with him? Is he going to take over that Antonio Brown? Well, I don't even know if he can because he is so good and he's going to have a ton of production. But they have added Dante Moncrief, which may sound like, oh, yeah, ho-hum. But he has really good deep route running. And he can actually take over some deep threats down the field that Antonio Brown used to excel at because he excelled at everything and he still does. He's A-B. But then now you've got James Washington, and a lot of people think that James Washington is going to be taking over that wide receiver to Juju Smith role. And then there's also the new rookie they brought in, um, Deontay Johnson, I believe his name is, and he could actually surprise as well. This is just not clear enough for me in the wide receiver category. I think because James Washington has been there a little longer, he is going to see a little bit more production. But I would not be surprised if Dante Moncrief is literally snipering those deep touchdowns away from your guys like Juju and um, James Washington. And when it comes to the Connor Samuels thing, this is another handcuff situation I would love to be in because – Pittsburgh has never really been a running back by committee team, and I don't think they're going to start in 2019. They will try to lighten the workload a little bit for Connor by incorporating Samuels into the offense a little bit more like we did see what happened last year. And they may even want to do that a little bit more in the pass catching role because of the loss of Antonio Brown. And if it does cut into James Connor's production, I don't think it's going to be so much that I'm going to poo-poo on James Connor. I just don't see that happening. Pittsburgh is a one workhorse running back they like their bell cows but I think they're gonna let this cow have a little bit of a feed break every once in a while with Jalen Samuels but he's definitely someone to keep in mind as a handcuff well we were talking about food earlier it made me hungry so I thought of burgers and cows you know that was a fantastic analogy there thank you I mean it was what I I literally practiced these in front of the mirror to see if they stood oh god um yeah you're you're vacating 168 targets from Antonio 40 targets from Jesse James I know that's not a lot but Oh, yeah, um, it has it up. It's 200 plus targets they have to work with from last year. Granted, Ben threw the ball a lot. Um, Which he will again. Yeah, I, yep. yeah, but his touchdowns were up from last year than from usual. Um, he's never been a 30, more than a 30 touchdown guy. Um, he had 32, I think. Um, so, but yeah, I, I see, I've been, I've been saying this the past few weeks. I really do like Moncrief. He has the capabilities to put up eight plus touchdowns, especially in a Pittsburgh offense. Um, but I like Vance McDonald too. Yes, 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 I yes, think, yes. I think Vance without Jesse James there. I know we talked about Xavier Grimble before before the show. Like I don't, I don't, I just I see Vance as the only guy, um, possible 100 target kind of guy. Um, so, but yeah, I I'm love really him. high on Vince McDonald this year, especially in this tight end dumpster fire landscape that we know in fantasy football. I yeah. totally agree. I like Vance McDonald a lot. Yeah, and the the James Washington hype I think is gonna steamroll into like. July and August where he's right now in the 10th round ADP wise I think he's gonna be in the seventh or eighth round come August so I'm gonna be off that train for sure yeah that's that's expensive no no I don't like that I have have vacations to plan for I don't need to spend that much money (laughs) on James Washington excuse me Mm -hmm. I'm just not sold on Dante Moncrief I don't I I know not a lot of people are not a lot of people I'm not either I'm looking at numbers (laughs) <laughs> the, it's the opportunity, I think. But here's the thing that, that uh, we were just talking about before the episode as well is Moncrief was playing with Andrew Luck, who loves to throw the ball as well. But he wasn't – where was he? He wasn't getting that much action. Well, he wasn't on the field that much either. Well, he exactly. Too, but, but I'm just saying, though, like the guy, everybody's talking about him every single year, but like he hasn't done anything. Now he is with Big Ben. He has the opportunity to be the clear number two on a very pass-heavy – very prolific offense. So 
I, I don't know. It's more of a wait and see for me, at least. I agree. And I, I totally understand where you're coming from from that, too. I think it's going to depend on how the defenses want to scheme against the offense. You know, how much coverage is Juju going to get? How much is, is Vance going to pull? How much is James Washington going to pull? Do they forget about Moncrief? You know, we really have to see how they're going to be utilized because there's no question Ben's going to throw the ball. It's just to whom is he going to throw? So. I'm a little low on, on Juju this year. I think that if I was a defensive coordinator, I would put my number one corner and almost shade a safety over top to force some of the other guys to step up. He had Antonio Brown, as you were saying, last year. You, 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 can't, you can't double team Juju if, you, if you're doubling Antonio Brown on the other side. So I think, and that was I wrote a bus piece. I have three candidates, potential bus candidates, and Juju was on my radar for a potential bus because of that exact reason. But I left him off because I have too much love for Juju. So I'm hoping that like my my good Juju I put into the atmosphere oh. will affect Juju by not putting him into my article. Because I have that sway on stuff, you know. He's faster, buddies. He's faster than Antonio. He's a little bit bigger than Antonio. So. I, I don't see a, a world where Ju I know it's Antonio's gone and all that's vacated and now Juju's the number one gonna get all the shade, but I, I really see him having a, a good year. He's I just he's gonna I get more have, targets. He's gonna I, get at least like forty uh, more targets like, now. Yeah. It's so hard to think of that because I know Antonio is a game changing talent, but I'm really starting to think Juju might be too. Yeah, so. I, I he was last year. Yeah. There's no question. There's absolutely no question. And I do not want to live in a world where Juju Smith-Schuster is not good. That right. place is dark and bleak, and I don't want it to exist. Steelers would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question for you then, too, because he's going in a similar spot in drafts around players like Mike Evans. Odell's not too far away. Antonio Brown himself, T.Y. Hilton. Are you taking Juju over all these guys? Oh, it depends. That is really going to depend on how my league scores – um, how I'm setting up my team for a draft. Um, potentially, yes, I do like Juju in a lot of scenarios. However, I'm targeting Andrew Luck. So if I'm targeting Andrew Luck, did you see T.Y. Hilton in that list? Yep. Yes. Then I'm going to go for T.Y. Hilton and stack him with Andrew Luck. So it just depends on how you have your strategy and who the guys that you're looking for is going to depend on who you take right around those numbers. But that gives you an idea of what kind of tier that Juju Smith-Schuster is in. Again, have a good strategy when you're going in to pick them. But, yeah, unless if, I would love to get T.Y. Hilton and Juju, which would be unbelievable if I could make that happen. But it's going to depend. If I want to go with Ben, I'm going to pick Juju. If I'm going to go with Andrew Luck, I'd like to have T.Y. Hilton. But there's nothing, there's nothing to say that I wouldn't take Juju if T.Y. Hilton's already gone. Then, yes, I would definitely take Juju Smith-Schuster. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. All right, here is an interesting one. Um, the pressure to play rookie QBs. And there were three drafted fairly early on where I don't want to say Wiley vets, but you have Joe Flacco, which to me is ridiculous in, in Denver, who doesn't want to help this kid. I mean, he's, he's going to last only a couple games, I think. Two NFC East rivals, Case Keenum now on the Redskins with Dwayne Haskins, grew up as a New York Giants fan. Obviously not going to get into that. I, <laughs> who, I mean, who made this outline? I mean, I, <laughs> I know. I'm seeing that now. <laughs> and... My New York Giants, obviously, two-time Super Bowl MVP, Elias Manning. With an offensive line, he could be serviceable. Where we, we did beef it up a little bit. And the young Eli impersonator, Daniel Jones. But you've got to see what you got with these kids, right? You've got you to throw them, throw them into the fire, throw them to the wolves sooner than later, I think, once the, once the team starts, starts losing. 
Do you want to talk about your boy from Mizzou, Drew Locke? Yeah. So speaking of the Broncos, so my take on that, my, my, my boy, Drew Locke. So I do not think he is NFL ready. That is my opinion on him, watching him as a freshman at Mizzou and watching him grow even into his senior year. He needs at least one year to develop in the NFL. And the thing with Joe Flacco is I don't think that he, and barring injury, of course, I don't think that he's going to let yet another rookie quarterback usurp his role as the starting QB. That being said, if they do start losing and there is an issue, then yeah, they'll probably throw Drew Locke out there. But I don't think the pressure is there so much in um, Denver as it is in the other two places to start your rookie QBs. And speaking of your New York Giants, Gettleman has a lot to justify. He has a lot to justify after getting rid of OBJ, getting Daniel Jones, who I'm pretty sure most people were like, who? Who is this person? That early in the draft? <laughs> they're really going to have to – he's going to have to show, like, hey, this is why we did it. You know, and I, I mentioned this, too. Like, they, for some reason, I get confused with the New York Giants fan base because they, like, love Eli, they hate Eli, then they love-hate Eli at the exact same time. It's so funny. So I'm curious as to see what the fan base reaction is going to be in New York. Is Gettleman going to listen to it? But I, I, and plus, Shermer has even said it's not off the table that Daniel Jones starts. That's, it's not like, nope, use it back up for a year. No, it's definitely possible that he could. I really think that New York faces the biggest pressure, even above the Redskins, who Colt McCoy under ourlads.com is the number one quarterback over Case Keenum. Like Colt McCoy, I mean, he was great in college, you know, like, okay. Really? So you have Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, who is a veteran, and then you have Dwayne Haskins, and Dwayne Haskins is chomping at the bit to prove he's awesome, even though he was passed up in the draft. That one is way more nebulous to me, but the Redskins will lose. So they will get all the QBs a chance to be like, which one's our guy, when they all know is Dwayne Haskins, whatever. But Giants is the one, I think, that has the most pressure to really prove why they picked up Daniel Jones so early. Whatever. I'm all the way over here in Florida. You can't get me. Um. What? No, I think I, I, I agree with you, actually, because there is a ton of pressure on Dave Gettleman because he made a lot of bold decisions, to say the least. Bold, bold decisions is a bold really nice way to put it. That's a really nice way. They still have to lace him up. We haven't played the games yet. It's not about Daniel Jones, though. <laughs> it's, it's not. Um, yeah, I think, I think that the, the most necessary uh, to play is probably Dwayne Haskins. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be the most pressured, but maybe the most necessary because I think Daniel Jones has still a lot to work on. Dwayne Haskins, I think has a little bit more NFL, I, it's hard to even say NFL readiness, but um, I think, yeah, I, I like, I like Daniel Jones, but I do not think he's ready to start in the NFL. I know. I agree. I, agree <laughs> I, with you. I totally agree. That, but yeah, I agree. Elias, but that transitions us to another situation where the first pick of the draft, Kyler Murray, with his old pal Cliff Kingsbury from Texas Tech, when was he even a good head coach in college, Cliff uh, Cliff Kingsbury? Let's, Dude. Throw, let's throw the ball three hundred times yeah. a game. <laughs> he had a phone His offense. running backs were like he was ranked like in the top six in NCAA total in the NCAA for his running backs pass catching. So do you know what this means? I wrote a piece about this in April before Kyler Murray was drafted about how David Johnson is going to be a top five discount running back. I did this in April. Now everyone's like, yeah, first round David Johnson. I'm like, dang it. He was going in the second round. I shouldn't have said anything. Like, like I'm the one who has the decision on this. But I love David Johnson. 
he's about the only one that I like in this offense on for a fantasy perspective besides Larry Fitzgerald again because he's a veteran wide receiver and he just constantly produces and Calvin Ridley you can take a dart at him if you want but really for me personally I'm I am so on David Johnson this year I cannot wait under Cliff under uh, Cliff Kingsbury's offense he literally has the potential to explode I'm so excited should be an exciting offense. Thank hopefully, you. I mean that's Thank you. Right? You're welcome. Johnson, you're, I'm, I'm, you're welcome. I got you. I said this. I said this last. Well, like last week. I'm pretty sure uh, I said. Yeah. You know, given the choice at the 105 or 106, and the top guys are off the board, it's David Johnson. David Johnson. <laughs> without without a <laughs> doubt, it's David Thank Johnson. You. Yeah, I got you. I said this in 75, April. 75, 80 receptions. He could be competing for maybe. I'm not going to say a thousand thousand, but it's going to be close. He could oh, be I back totally to his old ways. Think. Yeah. I, I I'm excited. Yeah. So thank you. I got you. This is incredible. I'm taking notes, so I'm going to win win more leagues this year after this episode. So, it stinks that we're all in, like, leagues together, you know? Pretty so, like, I know. What also stinks you know, I, I really like giving, like, subterfuge information to my league mates. You know? It's all good. Rosen or Fitzmagic? So, none of that matters, except if Ryan Fitzmagic is probably going to have a handful of starts. He is going to be QB1 for two weeks. Then he's going to throw four interceptions and be benched, and Rosen's going to come back in to do mediocre squat. So that's why it matters in fantasy. Get him before he gets his, you know, crazy blow-up week. Grab Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills to pair with him on a stack. As soon as they do great in that first week, trade them away for as much value as you can possibly get. Do not get on that train wreck. Ride it for about a day, then get off when you're in a safe part of town. Don't travel into the danger zone. And then on that Dolphins offense, I have another piece also about Kenyon Drake. I love Kenyon Drake this year, and you can get him in the fifth round out of value and he has no competition besides Kalen Balazs who's the line from scrimmage back and he is the pass catcher in PPR formats he will be dynamite this year if he can stay productive and if he stays on the field but he no longer has Adam Gase to completely destroy his life I'm sorry Le'Veon Bell you're gonna hurt this year but yeah, he's, he's out of Miami very fair and I think these types of conversations are are incredible to have now as we get closer to the season because we don't really we don't really have that much information. We have we have last year's stats. We have, I mean, our conviction, right? We all do research. Um, yeah. But once we get closer, we'll we'll see how how things play out. If somebody gets hurt, unfortunately, that happens in football. But fantastic episode. Really appreciate your insight. Thank you again for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Anytime you want me back on the show, I will be more than happy to do so. I had a great time. Thank you again. That's great to hear. We will definitely be calling you and reading those articles. Thank you. And tell me they're good. They're great. <laughs> I, love, I love the Kenyon Drake one. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that Kenyon Drake one, it sold me even more because I, hey. I was a huge fan of him before. But like you said, I mean, you can get him such great value and he's mm -hmm. the clear number one. Mm -hmm. it's just what the hell's going to happen in Miami without Adam Gase. So exactly. You just don't know. Where can people find you, Lauren? Okay. So you can find me on all social media platforms at stepmom Lauren. That's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. You can find my YouTube channel on um, youtube.com stepmom Lauren. That is pretty consistent. I mean, I'm everywhere as stepmom Lauren. Just don't Google fantasy stepmom unless you want to see some weird stuff. Especially just not at work. Lauren. Do it on your home. Don't do that at work. Unless you want to get fired, that's, that's your prerogative. But I'm on Lauren, all social media platforms. I write for the Fantasy Footballers, also for the Fantasy Whispers. We want to thank Lauren again for taking the time. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. And don't forget to use our promo code for SportsCon, FantasyFam. You get 20% off admission or a VIP ticket. This is the Fantasy Fam, signing off.